I'm Brad, and this is Beyond the Big Red Truck Podcast. super excited to be here. I'm super excited that you're here to listen. I'm I can't tell you how grateful I am that you've decided to join us here on Beyond the Big Red Truck podcast. I've had over 200 downloads. It might not sound like a lot, but I am I just I can't believe that over 200 people, I think it's 227 people have downloaded the podcast. So, I know people are listening. It's only going to get better. We're moving in different directions, going from firefighting to sports, to mental health, to entrepreneurship, just any kind of story that I feel that will help people overcome obstacles. And it doesn't have to be in the same field that maybe you work in or that you're interested in, but the stories are from real people. And that's really what I want to to get out there. It's not necessarily just about one specific thing because the way we deal with things that happen in our lives and our experiences is the same no matter what profession you have or what your interests are. We're just humans and our brains all work the same way. So that's why I'm doing what I'm doing. Super passionate about it. I just want people to maybe think about things a little bit differently and, and, you know, be able to have the resources to get some help if they need it and just know that it's okay to talk about it and that it is normal to feel this way from youth to adult to elderly to anybody. Let's, let's get started. And, uh, just one thing I just want to just want to, uh, thank all of our sponsors here. Just kidding. We don't have any sponsors yet, but we will. We will have sponsors. And so that being said, let's focus. Let's get ready for the interview and conversation with Stephen Ragabarsing. And just a little background on Stephen. Uh, Stephen has a company called Point 8 Training and Development. That is the company and his program, Mental Strength Training, which we dive right into. The conversation went from being about his company and him to a lot of just a lot about mental strength training and how that can help athletes non-athletes nurses anybody out there non-athlete athlete anybody struggling with stress anxiety depression low confidence you know any eating difficulties anything like that uh, this mental strength training program looks at things a little bit differently it's a groundbreaking program it's a licensed counseling framework it's the product of his book uh the new game plan and really it's it's kind of based around the cons the adler concept of social interest which is it's all about uh, moving together towards a common goal while balancing the needs of the individual with the needs of the group so it's a great concept it makes so much sense when we talk about it you guys can listen to it and uh, decide for yourself. But Stephen is, uh, yeah, he's a he's a Vancouver uh, resident. He received his Master's of Arts in Counseling Psychology from the Adler School of Professional Psychology in Chicago, Illinois, after completing his undergraduate psychology program at Simon Fraser University, or better known around here as SFU in Burnaby. Uh, yeah, he has extensive experience in a variety of sports and, you know, he's been doing this for t- over 20 years. So he knows what he's doing. He's been developing this framework for over 20 years and had massive success in helping people live their best lives. Steven's had multi-media appearances highlighting his mental strength training and his groundbreaking approach to sports and athlete development on CTV, Sportsnet, Breakfast Television, Urban Rush, Victoria Times Colonist, TSN, 
The Score, Global TV, The Fan 590, and much, much more. So enough of me. Let's get right into it. Let's start the conversation with a friend and a mentor and an amazing human, Stephen Ragabarsing. Cool, man. So, yeah, I'm here with uh, Stephen Ragabarsing, good buddy of mine. And I just really, uh, the reason why I wanted to be here and do this conversation was, and I'll talk about this, and I probably have already talked about it before, but uh, just to make this a little bit of a, the beginning a little, you know, touchy-feely, um, Stephen and uh, his program mental strength training at point eight training and development literally you know saved my life and i'm so grateful for that yeah so steven how's it going buddy it's going good i think you give me too much credit you're a dream to work with so you've wanted change for yourself and you made it happen and uh yeah no thank you all right. Well, enough of that touchy-feely <laughs> stuff. So, anyways, buddy. So we're here, and we want to talk about uh, want to talk about you. Want to talk about uh, your book a little bit, the new game plan, um, uh, using sports to raise happy, healthy, and successful kids. A uh, book that I've read. It's it's got some amazing stuff in it, and uh, we just want to try and get that out there to people because I believe it's, you know, super important as a coach and a father and, and a sports guy as well. But uh, why don't you just uh, start by telling me a little bit about yourself. Where uh, I, I know a lot of these answers because we, we, uh, we played some soccer together. Yeah. So we've known each other since we were like 11 years old, I think. Oh, uh, yeah. Maybe 11, Maybe 12. Even earlier, like I think. Yeah. yeah, 10. Yeah. Ish. So yeah, yeah. it's funny how life works. And, um, you know, you meet someone and you don't know how that person, you know, might impact your life down the road. And, you know, and it just shows you to me, too, the connection about a lot of stuff we're going to talk about. Mm. But if we didn't play sports, we would have never met. I would have never learned about this program. And I would have, you know, who knows what would have happened to me, where I would have been if I didn't find this program. And if you weren't doing what you're doing and we didn't have that connection, it just proves all the, there's so many, so many connections and life lessons and all the stuff that you write about and talk about and you're passionate about it's not, it's not something that is just made up. It's like, it's real stuff. Yeah. And I like it's well said. And it's something that you may not, it's not known at the time. Like why, why am I doing this? Why is this happening? And then you find that later in life that that had a purpose. It's right. pretty cool. And obviously uh, you and I grew up together and my brother and I have always um, admired you, Brad, and the type of athlete and person that you are. And um, you know, growing up, I was born in Vancouver, um, uh, at St. Paul's hospital, but very quickly, uh, moved to Port Coquitlam and, uh, my parents, um, uh, immigrated from the Caribbean, Trinidad and Tobago and yeah, I remember that. yeah and, uh, mom and dad uh, in 69 came up here and, uh, started a life and a different time, different generation to, you know, to be, um, ethnic minorities coming up to a pretty much homogeneous uh, culture is pretty amazing and and they are hardworking and uh continue to be um and yeah taught my brother and I a lot about uh just life and the type of people that I think we are now and uh, my dad uh um you know right up from the get-go uh as a, a, tr- a you know a young Trinidadian male fell in love with hockey and got season <laughs> tickets for the Canucks. Oh, so awesome. I've, I'm, you know, born and bred a Vancouver Canucks fan yeah. and just love hockey and just can talk about it till the cows come home. And, and my mom being the educator and the teacher and the nurturer and uh, just, you know, having that side of things. So that's kind of what blended everything together. I mean, it, my dad was that, you know, guy that got up at 4.30 in the morning like clockwork and, and has been working at his job for 44 years before getting retired. And uh, my mom, retired teacher, and just that love of sport and hard work and, 
and passion and commitment all blended together um, and just the family values. So I've always been a big family person, always love sport and love people. And I think even you and I growing up, uh, I think we've had conversations at 16, 17. And you kind of, I always shared that I kind of wanted to get into this field, not yeah. knowing it would take the path that it did. Yeah. Um, but um, always kind of had an interest in it, even while playing sports. So um, I think, yeah, just kind of sometimes when you plant a seed, uh, it's always been there. I, I, people, where did it come from? I don't know. I think it's just kind of been built in me. It's something I think I'm meant to do, right. if that makes sense for people in different ways. But uh, I love doing what I do. I love working with athletes. I love working with non-athletes. I love um, being able to have the the training as a clinical counselor uh, to work with people. And uh, the things that have just offshot from that have just been fun projects. So, uh, yeah, no, thanks for having me on. Yeah, uh, you know, anytime. And, and we're definitely going to be doing this again. We've got uh, a couple other things in the mix that uh, we'll talk about later. But for right now, uh, so you have a company called Point Eight Training and Development. I and do. You want to just talk about that a little bit and how that started and yeah. a little bit of history behind it? Yeah, it, it all started with the book, uh, The New Game Plan. And what had happened was we... Um, Oh, long story short, uh, going through school, master's program, came up with a, a thesis, and lo and behold, it became a new model, a new framework that basically shaped counseling uh, the way we do it, And but it had so many different applications, and one of those applications was a financial structure, um, which we ended up building a CBA, a collective bargaining agreement for the National Hockey League, so that ended up being a specialized project for um, uh, book one, as we call it. And then and when, when was that? Sorry. That, when, when was uh, that? We, we wrote, started writing it in about 2000, 2001. And we knew that there was going to be a lockout issue in 2004. So we got contacted by, um, some, uh, figureheads in the NHL, Glenn Sather and, um, uh, was a key proponent of that and s wanted us to, you know, get our system in there without getting uh, too specific about it it became a little bit of a legal issue a lot of the stuff that they are currently using is based off of our system huh. but um uh, that's another story for another day but uh that just kind of we did a lot of media around that and people started wanting to know how this could be applied to parents and coaches so from that new game plan uh, model we started to build around it and that's what led to point eight and point eight, again, there's a long story around that, but it's really, um, it represents that term in our family, it represents integrity. Okay. So we decided, hey, we're going to call our company point eight. It was from new game plan, sole proprietorship to now we started to incorporate because we had a lot of interested parties, a lot of partners, and we built our form of counseling called mental strength training off of that model. Right. And we've just seen... Uh, a lot of traction with it. A lot of people are starting to benefit from it over the last few years. Um, we're excited about what it's done, the partners that we've developed in the community, some of the municipalities, therapeutic clinics, um, uh, fitness organizations, uh, you know, a number of them. Uh, the, the list is almost endless and we're excited to roll this out into other things. So point eight basically our, our bread and butter is the mental strength training, but it's based off of our model, which has other applications and we're building parenting programs and coaching certification programs from it as well. So that's kind of what we do. Cool, man. Yeah. And that's, uh, you know, the mental strength training is what helped me. And, you know, honestly, when I was going through my stuff, and I didn't even know, like, I just knew the traditional, I just want everyone to know too. It, it, it's not, it's not that it's untraditional therapy or counseling or, or that type of thing, but it's different than anything that I was ever exposed to. Um, I tried different, uh, forms of counseling and, traditional psychology and I just found I was not getting the results that that I uh that I needed for me it was just not connecting with me and especially after the one psychologist said to me he's like hey, yeah PTSD uh work-related PTSD and you'll just have this forever and you'll just have to cope with it and I'm like 
not an effing chance. There is no way. I, I just cannot relate to that. And and I just, I didn't know, and I hadn't talked to you in, in a while. We've seen each other at gym a little bit over the years, but we hadn't really been super tight. But I just didn't know if you're, I knew, I knew what you did, but I didn't know if, if that would be, you know, something for me. Cause I knew you're working with athletes. And even though I was an athlete in my younger uh, years, <laughs> still but, a great uh, one. Still yeah, a great one. I try, I try. But, uh, so I, I reached out, I, I called and I'm just like, man, this is what's going on with me. Uh, I don't know what to do. Nothing's, you know, I just can't connect to it. And you agreed to see me and right from the get go, we had this instant connection and your philosophy about, you know, uh, breaking everything down and not just putting band-aids on it. And, you know, that's, that's my take on it, but I'll, I'll let you talk a little bit more about the mental strength training, but you know, the foundation, you know, having a weak foundation and, and trying to keep rebuilding the house on a weak foundation, it's going to keep crumbling over and over and over again. And I just went, yes, like this is what's going to happen. And, you know, I just, uh, just quickly, I know this isn't about me, but I just wanted people to know, you know, when I was talking, I, I talked to you about this before, but when we were uh, when I first came in and I started talk, telling my story and you're just sitting at the other edge of the table and you, I could see your feet are bouncing around. Like, you're just like, I could see that. Like you just, you wanted to talk and you wanted to like, I didn't know. Cause at the time I'm like, I'm, I'm in crisis here. And this guy's like, I felt like he wasn't listening to me at first. Like, or I felt you weren't listening to me. And I'm just like, and then as soon as I stopped talking, you're like, Oh my God. I can help you. And this is how, and I just, and it was just that from that moment on, and it's been a, you know, a, a good year or so of, of working on stuff and it's hard. It's tough sometimes to, to deal with that stuff because you got to be accountable. And the difference of this program too, is that you, you make people accountable, uh, for doing homework and making sure that they're ready to move on to the next step. We don't just come in like traditional psychology, you come in once a week and go, tell me your problem. And it's the same thing every week. And, and you never get better. How do you get better that way? But the mental strength training is about improving your whole life, not just... Anyways, that's my spiel about mental strength training. And so you can maybe just tell us a little bit about or tell the people, the masses, everybody, because I know there's going to be millions of people listening to this. So what is MST? Oh my gosh. Yeah, I think you said it. I don't <laughs> think I can top that. Um, one thing I will say is because I knew you, um, I, my leg was pouncing because like, I know I can help Brad here. So typically, I wouldn't have probably been so uh, gung-ho to jump out of my chair and go, let's do this. But I think for me, when I see people come in, I think I get excited. People go, well, you know, Steve, you've been doing this for uh, you know, almost 20 years right now. For me, it's a new book. Every time you read a new book, you get excited. A person comes in with their own story. So it's not just a passe thing. But you made a great cu a few points there, and I'll, I'll like to add to them. Uh, the one thing you did say about traditional psychology and counseling is, yeah, in my expertise, in my opinion, in my experience, um, I've seen a lot of people come in almost jaded by the industry. What got them through the door, I don't know. Almost like they've heard something that's a little bit different, but not knowing what to expect. And the bottom line is what we're hearing is a lot of people are coming in and they're working above the foundation. They're getting basic strategies, um, some emotional release, but they're not getting deeper. Not because I don't think the professionals don't want to. Some of them may not know how. So what makes us different? Well, there's basically three things that make us different. Number one is the new game plan model. So this was, like I mentioned, our, uh, um, my thesis uh, going through school, and it's now our companies. And we basically apply this model to counseling. So that's number one. And it's pretty complex, but for all intents and purposes, it's a, a re-looking at how to look at the human mind and brain, combining activity, interaction, and social interest. So those are three components we can talk about that a little bit later, but that new game plan model makes us different and it's licensed. Number two is we, imp we implement two other things, but it makes those other things different. If you've got 
two ingredients that you've used in baking, but you put it into a new recipe, it makes those ingredients different. So the things that we use that people might think they know about is EMDR, the eye movement desensitization reprocessing. Um, And there's a lot of different applications of it. We believe that our application of it is very different and, and very effective, but also early recollections. And early recollections are basically the use of memories. Now, forget what I do for a living. Uh, would you agree that um, we all have thinking patterns, yes or no? Yes. And where do they come from? Past experience. Exactly. And that's what we're in the business of, is looking at past experience and doing a great job, in our opinion, doing a great job of changing them so that people can have developed different thinking patterns. One way to get at that is through memories. And Adlerian psychology, Alfred Adler developed the technique. And what they taught people was how to do it a specific way. Now, apparently, especially in the schools that I'm aware of, they've stopped teaching this technique. And they've stopped teaching it not because it's not effective, but from what I've gathered, it's a very difficult tool to teach. Um, so they've stopped teaching it. And to me, that's, it's, it's a shame because a lot of amazing learning comes from those memories. And we actually do memories differently. So uh, Alfred Adler taught students, those students taught to students, those students taught us, but nobody from our generation is teaching the next generation. So, but the way it was taught, we've done it differently. We've actually taken it and changed the way memories are even being um, represented and understood. So those three things, a combination of our model, a new way of doing early recollections and a kind of a new application of EMDR makes the work that we do, I think very effective and attacks the foundation. Plus we also treat the brain like a muscle. It's not a muscle. So I don't want to emails out there saying Steve is not a muscle, <laughs> but we treat it because it's an approach that we need to take. When you go work with a personal trainer, you expect to go work with your personal trainer and then go apply that to home, start working your muscles and you get to see them get stronger or more powerful, leaner, whatever it is you want with the work you put in. We need to treat the brain that way. We need to treat it like a muscle because if you treat it like a muscle, you're going to see some evidence of progression and more effective ability to uh, deal with challenges. And that's the approach that we take. We call it the mental muscle training. So um, mental strength training, mental muscle building, whatever you want to call it, they're interchangeable. That's kind of our approach in a nutshell. Right. Yeah, it is. You know, it's so interesting for me because when, when you, uh, or when I was, you know, quote, diagnosed with PTSD, the, the, the narrow-mindedness, I found the narrow-mindedness of just attacking the PTSD. And I understand that, at, you know, in the beginning, we're just trying to make me safe. And, you know, I'm trying, the traditional psychology, I learned a lot and I'm not bashing it at all. But I think in conjunction with the, you know, with mental strength training and the approach of not making it diagnosis-specific, when you're actually doing the healing because in the end, yeah, there's some things we got to deal with, but, um, I think the, the foundational approach and not just dealing with PTSD or anxiety or depression or all those, even though those things you are dealing with them, it's just not the only thing because, you know, holistically we heal the body as a whole, not, um, you know, just specific band-aids here and there because that, I mean, does, it, it doesn't end up working in the long run if, if you're looking for longevity of, of health. That's exactly it. Um, you hit the nail on the head. We don't, we understand labels. We understand why they're, they're necessary in terms of providing that person with potential support. But I think we're living in a world and in a society where labels are starting to become very debilitating. So we don't ignore the fact that somebody comes in with anxiety. We embrace it, but we don't let that stop us here. We have to figure out the reasons why that anxiety is occurring. Um, Depression, bipolar. uh, In any of my case notes with clients, I never use labels uh, because they can be limiting. So the approach that we take is let's look at our deeper rooted issues. Let's take a look at where they come from and let's do some work to change the way we can think and connect to those experiences so that we can actually help that person move forward and obliterate that label because there's the two choices that we have live with what we have and accept it and cope with it or make a change 
and do something different so that you don't have to live with that anymore. And that's the approach that we take. Now, there are some people, and that's what I tell people, um, our approach, I want them to be committed when they come to the office, but it's more than okay to be skeptical because our stuff is a little bit new, and I want skeptical because skeptical is critical thinking. And we will be met with resistance because that's just the way the brain works and coping. But if they're interested in only living with stuff and not being looking to change it, well, then I'm not the right person for them. And I I have no problem telling that to people because we offer a consultation for anyone interested and we share this information. Now, a lot of it is a proprietary and we do offer uh, a discovery session even online. Um, There is a password attached to it, but people can take a look at what we do um, in essence and get a true sense for what to expect, but we like people to have informed uh, consent. Another thing that I think differentiates us is we guarantee our work. Now, what does that mean? Number one, um, I am a registered clinical counselor and I'm with the BC Association of Clinical Counselors. Um, and with that, that means that some clients, the majority of them can get some coverage for it. Number two is our package, because the work that we do occurs in stages or phases, um, we offer this counseling as a package of a minimum of 12 sessions. And after the 12 sessions, within a specific period of time, so if you buy the standard package, you get 12 sessions uh, and they have to be used within six months. Now, if you need more, just like you did, Brad, um, they're on us. We don't charge for it. And people are shocked by that. But my belief, and again, point eight represents integrity, and I'm a dad, I'm a grandpa, and I would love my kids and my family to know that they're with a trusted professional. I genuinely care about everybody that comes through that door. And even if they decide not to do the work, I've told them, you can call me and ask questions because I want to see people get better, and somebody should not be penalized for going at their own pace. And as a baseball coach, I mean, would you have wanted to, as a baseball player, be penalized for learning at a different rate? Absolutely not. So it's the same thing in this office. We truly believe that people go at their own pace and if they need a few more sessions or even more sessions than uh, what is expected, that's our commitment to them. So that's how we guarantee our work and that's uh, the value added that they get from this. So they get that free consultation, no pressure. We don't accept payment in that. And if they decide to do the program, they're free sessions after the 12 if they need it. Awesome, man. That's, uh, yeah, and, and we'll, uh, at the end, we'll give people uh, the ways that they can contact you and, and uh, about the consultation and all that stuff. And yeah, it's just so interesting, you know, your approach and it makes so much sense to me because probably because I've done the work um, and a couple more sessions maybe to go, but uh, you know, it's just so interesting. And I just, you know, I, I can't believe that it's just not the normal way to deal with things. Um, just because of my beliefs and the way it's healed me and the way I, you know, live my life now. And after, you know, my experiences, but, uh, you said that you, you know, and I know this, but you work with athletes and non-athletes. Uh, I know your passion is sports, but is there, can you just kind of talk a little bit about what the different, if there is any difference between working with athletes or uh, somebody who just ends up calling, you know, and just needs some help and I don't want to call them a, a regular person, but just somebody who's a non-athlete. Yeah. Let's, let's. It's a great question. I, I think there's a bit of a misnomer that we only work with athletes, but that is probably because um, back in the day, I got some really sound business advice um, from a couple of people that stated, Steve, if you're going to get in this industry and you want to focus on working uh, with athletes, that's probably your best bet because if you believe you have a system that works for everyone, to be quite honest with you, you approach everyone. If you have a product and you're marketing it to everyone, you'll get nobody. So target the area that you're passionate about and just stick with that until it grows. And that's what's happened. So... Uh, maybe about 18 years ago, we targeted, we probably had 99% athletes. Now it's probably about 40%, not because we have less athletes. It's just because our base has grown and, and the system works for everybody. And it's got, it's, it's a a person specific type of process as you've experienced. Um, we believe in our framework. Uh, we're, we're very confident in it. Um, but it's applied to you and how it works for you. So the athletics, non-athletics really don't make a difference. Uh, they get the same work. I'll treat everybody or provide them with the same tools 
it's just going to be done in a way that fits for them. So now because we have that balance of athletes, not athletes, we just have two separate divisions. So on the website, it looks a little bit um, different, but it's the same stuff. And we just speak a little differently in terms of how we're providing our information on our website. But yeah, the same process, um, they get the same consultation, the same work. We attack the foundation and um, yeah, we, uh, we get excited every time someone comes in because it's just a new opportunity to continue to help people work and grow. And yeah, it's uh, something I'll continue to do until I can't anymore. <laughs> yeah. Well, and, and, and it works like it's not it, the mental strength training program. And as, as I experienced too, it, it, it grows with you. So there's a plan, there's a, there's a base, but then if it goes over here, we go over here. And if it goes here, we go over there. It's not, you know, that's one thing I, I for, for the people listening to this, all mil- one or two or three million of them, um, <laughs> I just, like, I want people to know that too. It, it, it's very flexible in the, you know, the, I guess the, the end product is that you're going to be, you know, healthy and, and, but I think the, the, the fact that it evolves with you and it's not just, this is the way we do it. And, you know, you still have your plan, but if it goes over here, it goes over here. So that's one of the things that I really resonated with me and that I really liked because there was no pressure then feeling like, man, I'm not, I'm not getting it. I'm not getting it done. And I have to, we're doing this next time. And, uh, you know, if you're stuck, you work on that. And if you're okay, then you move forward. And if you have to go over here, you go over here. So that's one of the things I want people to know too, is it's very flexible in where you are in your healing on your journey. Well, well said. And it has to be because that's life. Like we know that the basic structure of our framework is there, but it has to have flexibility, right? Just like everybody's skeletal structure is pretty much the same, but there's differences for everybody and it has to be. So when we come in, we share with people what the model is, what the framework is, but life happens and we, you can't hide from who you truly are. So everything that's actually happening for you is actually relevant to what we're doing. That's why it, when someone comes in, they go, it almost looks like I'm unprepared, but I think I'm so prepared that I look unprepared. I don't know. That's just maybe me saying it, but oh, um, I've, no, I've noticed I know that too. It's like, <laughs> But um, I, I trust, I guess what I'm saying is for doing this for so long, whatever that person's bringing in, I trust that that's going to have relevancy to what we're doing. And it usually does, if not, you know, most of the time, if not all the time. So, um, and there's going to be those odd moments where, you know, you can't predict what life has to throw at you. And if we have to deal with it, we deal with it. And it's, it's an honor and a pleasure to be a part of somebody's process in their life. So no, that's, I'm glad you mentioned that. Yeah. I'm, uh, again, I just, the MST program has helped me and I know I keep saying it and saying it and saying it. And, you know, I'd recommend it for anyone who, you know, is feeling like they need to try something different or get some real actual, you know, results. Cause that's really what it's about. So if someone is wanting to try out your initial consultation, um, can you just, can you talk about a little bit, just kind of what they would be uh, looking at as far as what they need to complete or, you know, I know it's online now too. So maybe that's, uh, maybe you can just talk about that a little bit. Yeah. So we've offered the consultation online. So people who are, and we're starting to work with people online from different parts of the world. So we've got clients in Germany, Spain, uh, nice. France, the Philippines, um, you know, United States, a lot of people spread out now. So um, we decided that it would be in fairness to them and their process, but also people locally who just may not be able to have schedule a session or a time to come in can look at what we offer online. Basically, um, without giving too much away, because it is involved, um, we talk about what you talked about. We talked about the on-field work and the off-field work, uh, to use a sports terminology, but that's what you had mentioned about the foundation. And we talk about what that foundation is, what it looks like, how we can understand it. We call it also the mental map. And so that person can gain insight into what's really happening for them without it being something that you kind of 
think to yourself. It's right out there exposed in the open that we can always refer to. And by understanding that, we now have the beginning point of being able to change the way that that thinking pattern is. So foundation, mental map, thinking patterns are all the same. They're interchangeable. But when you discover truly what your thinking patterns are in such a detailed level that any aspect of your life can be connected to it, it's, that is a mind-numbing experience for a lot of people. And there's a lot of aha experiences. That is the first step, is we do that work. Then what we do, depending on how rigid somebody's coping is, and a lot of people might come in and they had some severe anxiety or depression or post-traumatic stress, we will do some additional work with those types of people to really get at that coping. And we kind of see the brain in terms of two parts. And I like to call it the parent brain and the child brain. And now the child brain is that part of the brain that will look at all the details. Now you're looking at me right now, uh, Brad, and you can see that I'm wearing a hoodie. So you say, Steve's wearing a gray hoodie. That's the child brain processing it. The, tomorrow, the next day, you'll see me wear a uh, Adidas jacket. So that's the details. But the back of your brain is going, oh, Steve likes to dress informally. So it's always pulling out concepts from something. I like to show people that that's actually happening for them too at, a, at such a greater level. And when you see your thinking patterns, your brain takes those thinking patterns and starts to create coping to protect you instead of, because it can't get the help that it needs, it will protect. And there's a difference between protection and resolution. See, our brains are typically designed to protect us. Now people go, well, it's, what's wrong with that? If you're always in protect mode, that could be exhausting. Because you're not necessarily experiencing quality of life. You're just getting by. And yes. that's what we notice with people right. is they're getting by. Right. Every day is just a, and you know, and there's, they're exasperated. So what we try to do is really take a look at how to undo that. And when we do, then I can go in because the brain's not going to reject it or resist me or the work that we're doing and we go in and we make those changes. And when we make those changes is when people see the, the difference. Now, everybody's path is different. So is yours. Now you say, hey, we haven't completed it. You've done amazing work and we're, we're close to being done because we're gonna do some um, fun present strategies, but it took the time that you needed and it's not long, it's not short. It's what Brad needed. And that's the actual, people get that from us. They don't go, oh, Steve, I'm on session you know, 14 of two over, it doesn't matter. Take the time that we need. We take the time that we need to ensure that that coping and that protection and that just getting by and getting through is undone. And that that means the brain's allowing us to go in there and do the work that we need to. So that's kind of what they're going to get a take on how we do all of that work in our consultation. Nice. Awesome. So I guess too, if that sounds, you know, that, that, I know the process is the same for everybody, but, uh, seeing as we're going to, you know, we're going to talk about athletics a lot. So how does that, or how does the MST like really relate to an athlete who, you know, uh, maybe needs some help? Like, I know we've talked about this before, but you know, uh, every time he goes out and, you know, he faces off against X player he can't get over the fact that he hasn't won a face off against that guy and like how like or you know he's got you know he can't score on a breakaway or or you know whatever it is like I know I know that it's all the same process for everybody but as far as somebody who's an athlete going how does this relate to me how 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 can MST like I want to really work on this uh on my in my game um, and I know you've worked with a lot of professional athletes and, you know, in different sports. So, uh, you know, can you explain that a little bit? Or? Yeah, it's a great point. And again, so many things rushed through my head when you were talking. Um, number one, I think the difference between what we do in sports psychology is pretty profound. Uh, um, it's been a profession that's been around for years. Um, but there have been many athletes that have gone and s sought out the support of a sports psychologist and unfortunately they're not trained to deal with the personal stuff so that's one issue number two sports psychology traditionally speaking and i'm not trying to offend anybody out there but the traditional um philosophy of sports psychology is to work with the on-field stuff with that in mind you might you'll likely get strategies that will attempt to get you 
uh, going on the, your, your, your field of choice. So uh, one athlete came in and said that he initially didn't want to work with me because he thought I was a sports psychologist. And I asked him, well, after we did the work, I go, well, what, what do you mean? He goes, well, I worked with a sports psychologist before and he told me, Steve, go out there and be confident. The, for example, is what he would say. And the guy said to me, he goes, I, if I was confident, I wouldn't need to see you. Yeah. And then the other thing he said to me, he goes, he's a nice enough guy, but he says, go out there and be a tiger. Let that tiger in you come out. And the guy didn't have the heart to say, I, I can't stand tigers. Why would I want to be a tiger, right? <laughs> so these again, and you talked about earlier, Brad, uh, these are what I, we call above ground strategies. It's like building a house. If you've got a gorgeous $1.8 million home, but you've built it off of weak foundation, that home will eventually crumble. And some of these techniques, again, will crumble because it's not based off of anything that's foundational, right? So that's kind of the approach that we take with our athletes. Now, with that in mind, I will share a kind of involved story. And one of these athletes that, and you mentioned, um, you know, what if an athlete uh, is struggling taking the face off and stuff? Well, we had, um, and not all of it's this deep-rooted, but chances are if you find a pattern or it's happening often that there's something deeper there. So a lot of our pro athletes will come work with us and I'll tell them straight out, there's probably some personal blockage that we have to look at. Are you willing to do that? And 99.9% .9 of the time they'll say, absolutely, let's do right. it. One of the guys that was drafted in the NHL recently, um, he was deciding to quit hockey. And um, if you look at, now I'll kind of digress a little bit. If you look at goal achievement, typically people use the five spheres to break that down. And what I mean by that is, uh, it usually requires five elements to achieve your goal. And that's the physical element, there's a social element, there's an emotional element, there's an intellectual element, and a spiritual element. And spiritual doesn't necessarily mean religious, just understanding who you are, connecting to the, your world, your universe, whatever that is. There's five elements to personal success attainment, goal attainment. So let's take a look at this athlete now. Now, the athlete that was considering quitting hockey he was having so much trouble shooting the puck. So now bear in mind, this kid was six foot three, 225 pounds, probably 5% body fat, and he cannot shoot the puck. So physically, if you look at the physical sphere, the physical part of that goal attainment, that represents if it's one in five, it's 20%. This kid probably was at 18, maybe 19% of reaching his physical sphere. So his parents decided, well, you know what? Let's put him in with a shooting instructor. And they dealt with some of the local guys that deal with the pros there. Spent about, you know, five, ten thousand 10,000 on that. Got him a new personal trainer. Uh, sent him to physio. Probably spent about 10 to 12 grand on just getting him to maybe achieve another percentage and a half, which didn't make any sense. We were actually the last resort. And one of our uh, partners um, said, look, why don't you talk to the point eight guys and see what they can do. And they go, oh, fine, last resort. So we met with him and he was very skeptical. Again, a lot of athletes are like, ah, I don't think you can really help me, but you know, you worked with my friend and I heard and blah, blah, blah. I said, all right, well, we'll do what we got to do. Long story short, we did some of our um, uh, memory work. And one of his memories um, was when he was eight years old. And uh, he was, he made the finals as he calls it, of the monkey bar competition. So he's up against this other kid. And the whole school came out and watched. There was like, he thought like there's 150 to 200 people watching and he was all nervous, right? The spotlight was on him. And he ends up falling and breaking his elbow. So let's fast forward now to hockey. When is the spotlight on you when you're playing hockey, when you have the what? When, when you, you have, have the puck. When you have the puck. Yeah. There you go. What do you think he's going to do with that puck when the spotlight's on him? He's not going to shoot. He's going to get rid of it. Right. So when we connected some dots for him, he was like, oh my goodness. He goes, that is so me. And we did the work to start changing the way he connected with that memory and dissociated the negative connection and created a more positive one, changed it up using all the tools that we have here. And no kidding, no word of a lie. It was probably one of his best years and that's when he got drafted. And it's not about point production. Is If you know anything about the work that we do, we de-emphasize that. But as far as a benchmark and a barometer, he loaded up on the goals, the assists, and the points. And he had so many teams after him, and he got drafted that year. Um, and he attributes wow. that. And he actually called me uh, just recently because a buddy of his, uh, he's now playing in the NCAA just uh, while he's waiting to go to training camp, his final year there. And um, he's like, yeah, my buddy could use the help, man. And it's just, it's really good that 
we can take those things that you don't think have an impact in playing hockey and make the change. Now, the moment we start making those changes foundationally, then we can do some of that sports specific stuff. So we will take an athlete who's struggling in taking draws and we'll give him tools that he could bring into those moments as well. So it's not just dealing with the past stuff. We take that past stuff, change it up, make it solid foundation, and then we build off of it. We teach people how to relax and ground themselves really well. We have so many cool techniques. Uh, one in particular that really is a nice decompression tool. Then we have a zoning in tool where we use color, number, cue, and all that to bring all the learning from the memories into their play so that that face-off draw is not an issue. And even if they do lose it, they're overcoming. It's not going to rattle them, right? We build those into that person's performance. And then we do some enhanced imagery, some visualization in a very unique way as well, where you can actually see things happen before they happen and they become do-overs. And I have a number of athletes that use that technique and are very successful with it. So that's kind of what we would do. I know it was a long-winded answer, but... No, that's, um, that's perfect. And I think too, when you talked about uh, when you talked about the person trying to do something good, and he fell off the monkey bars and broke his arm, so that resulted in a negative uh, experience. So, as you you know, just from my experience, knowing what I've done, so you know, just to kind of explain that part of it, when you so every time, you know, as you experience more and more and you live your life and all that, he's got that experience in his head and he goes, wow, when it's my time to shine, I'm going to break my arm. So I don't want the spotlight. Something bad's going to yeah, happen. Something bad's going to happen. So that, I think that was, that I just wanted to make that clear because that's so common. Like yes. I, I believe that's totally common and 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 kids and and great point um one thing i will share with parents and coaches um and we all were kids once but our brains don't get fully formed until we're 25 26 maybe even later research is showing so when you're a five-year-old kid eight-year-old kid like this player was you're an excellent observer as a child you can see things very very well but your interpretation of those events are not good they're very poor interpreters, children are. So again, a child can come into this room, look at the black chairs that we're sitting on and be weirded out because they remind, it reminds him of a haunted house chair. Well, we don't know as parents that that child's perceiving that or interpreting it that way. The next week, that same child goes into another room and sees that a black chair. All of a sudden, years and years of this, they will develop a phobia towards black chairs. How would we have known that was supposed to happen? Right. But now this child is hmm, 23. They've had 18 years of being weirded out by black chairs, but what do parents say to them? Snap out of it. That's right. childish. See, we all carry those sort of interpretations into our adulthood. That's why we struggle. Now, no, no one's saying that, oh, let it go. Uh, it's a bad memory. Deal with it. It's what we learn from that that has then platformed and been used to build into our thinking moving forward. So, yes, that was an isolated incident with the, him falling off the monkey bars, but it led to other situations maybe months later where he was performing, go, I don't want the spotlight on me. Something bad's going to happen. I'm not necessarily going to break my arm, but something bad's going to happen. And uh, the example I use is if somebody, and this is a graphic, but if somebody's in our office right now and they walked out and say a motorcycle hit them hard and they had to go to the hospital, the next time they come into this office, maybe it's months later and they walk out, their brain's going to protect them. They're going to say, hey, hold on, watch, watch, watch out. Because the brain's protecting you. Well, that's what happened with that kid. Mm -hmm. And that's what happens to all of us all the time. And if we don't understand what our thinking patterns are, or where they come from that way, then we're doomed by them. And that's where people come in. And we will show everybody their mental map. And in my 18 years of doing this, no one's never not developed their mental map. So it's a very exciting process. And this is the very first visit. The very yeah. first visit. So it's exciting that people can get to that right away. Oh, that's awesome. I... I I just, uh, yeah, I just kind of wanted, you know, people to know how that kind of related to, you know, the stuff you're talking about, but also, uh, when you are talking about say the face offs there and really like one of the things that I, you know, have come out like the, a really massive thing you, I've learned a lot, but, um, really, a about those situations in your life, like it's really about trust. 
and learning to trust yourself. And um, to me, what you're explaining says that's what you are trying to get people to achieve is trust. Because once you learn to trust yourself and love yourself and know that what you're doing is right, and you're then then those things will become easier for you to accomplish. But I think that was a big thing for me is, and what you're you know saying there is is the trust like trusting yourself to know that you can you know do that and so. teaching your brain and, and not imposing it on the brain saying okay Brad it's time to trust yourself it's about showing your brain another way because one thing that I've learned from this is the brain cannot reject something it's already accepted so we look at the strengths that that person has that that client has that you have Brad. And we bring that in because if we were, see, this is where I also have a bit of an issue with some of the self-help stuff that's out there because it's very logical, but the brain isn't logical. The brain's experiential. Logic is only one of many aspects of an experience. So for reading a book saying, I'm going to be the best Brad Robinson that I can be, that's great and all that might last you for a day or two, but it doesn't have any weight 30 days down the road. So we got to find tools that are already in you that we can then break that rigid protection that the brain is using. Now, those memories, people have a gazillion memories, but how can we only remember maybe a few hundred or a few thousand, which are not a lot in comparison? It's because those memories are the ones that have founded the foundation or created the foundation for those thinking patterns. So what we need to do is break that thinking pattern and we have to use memories that the brain aren't paying attention to, experiences that the brain aren't paying attention to, to obliterate that. Right. So that's why it's important to number one, know, but that from that pulling is the trust. In those memories, we're pulling out the trusting of yourself to know that you know, life can throw you stuff. I have one guy that was a baseball player and that's the, the story that we use in a lot of our consults. Um, yeah, you're going to get hit by a pitch. You're going to lose a face-off, but you have the tools to overcome it. And the moment you know that, life becomes a lot more manageable. No one's saying that we're about you know, creating just only you know rainbows, hugs, and, and hot chocolate. We're not trying to paint that picture. What we're saying is when life does deal you a lot of stuff, you can deal with it. And you know we've had a lot of personal tragedy in our family the last two years. Um, if I didn't have this foundation myself, yeah, it's no telling what could have happened, yeah. right? So, I mean, I practice what I preach. I, I believe in it. Um, I've seen people benefit from it um, to the point where even my fa my family, I've got my, my stepdaughter and my stepson, uh, some of their friends are using this program without them knowing. I mean, confidentiality is a big part, so I won't ever break it. But you know what? Uh I, I want everyone as much as I can to, to be affected by this and it's what I'm meant to do. So I hope that comes across. I'm definitely passionate about what I do, but um, it's something I believe I'm meant to do. And I believe that uh, people can benefit from it. So yeah. Well, no, that, and, and from my perspective, I, you know, you don't have to worry about it coming across as you being passionate because you, it comes out and in, in when you talk about it, it's just, you're just talking. You're not, you're not making stuff up. You're not, it is just, it's in you, man. It's like, that's, and I can feel that. I know, I know that what you're doing is what you're supposed to be doing. And yeah, I think, uh, you know, I think that's a pretty good start to talk, start talking about uh, mental strength training and the mental strength tr training program. So I was just wanting to maybe talk a little bit about uh, if you, and you don't have to talk about this, but is there is there any other programs that you have that you're working on or uh, anything else that you you know you just want to talk about or even your I know you got some uh, business partners and people who provide other uh, types of training that involve MST I don't know if you want to talk about that but uh, maybe just um, you know some other the other programs that Point Eight is involved in and and maybe. Uh, the the partners as well. Absolutely, we have uh, Dean Duperon, who's uh, one of our, who is our primary uh, partner in business. Um, we've got our general manager Phil Knapp and our social media and marketing director Regina, um, and uh, we've got a number of partnerships with uh, a lot of amazing people in the community too. Uh, the one thing and the one initiative that we are we have greenlit to 
to put out there is the parenting program. Um, we're very excited about that. That's been a long time coming. Um, basically providing the principles that we use in our mental strength training and the key concepts and strategies in the book um, as, a, as a tool for parents. And there's been a couple different applications of it already um, for coaches and fitness instructors. So we're very excited about that. It, it's, you know, easy, kind of easy to follow modules with some, you know, uh, video footage and uh, bulletin board items. We try to keep it very light because there's a lot of dense information in there. Um, but uh, the goal with that is to be able to use that to uh, help parents um, develop the tools and strategies to really do some preventative stuff and build some self-esteem with their children. Yeah. Uh, but it potentially will be used as a certification program uh, for organizations and some sports associations, um, you know, for, for certifying parents or if there's some uh, behavioral plans for some parents who are not getting it and are disruptive to be able to re-enter using this type of program, those sort of initiatives. So uh, we're very excited about that. Nice. And uh, yeah, um, we just would love to be able to roll this out in different ways. So yeah, thank you for asking about that. Yeah, no problem. Uh, yeah, and I mean, we're... We're talking about uh, some different things too, about how how I can be a part of this passionate company, and you know it fits right in with my values and my beliefs, and you know my um, passion about youth sports and giving the tools to the kids that that I didn't have, and maybe were roadblocks for me in you know my potential career that got you know maybe cut short, but. You know, so if we can give those, if those kids can have those benefits now, imagine what they're going to accomplish. And not just as athletes, but as humans. Like, I think the, the concept is, you know, that it's not about just the sports and that. That's the avenue, but we're hoping to create better humans. Than Absolutely. I think about all those athletes, athletes that... Uh, that they're really well for themselves, but are not necessarily the best citizens out there. What happens? Yeah. I mean, we can throw out names out right now, but there are so many athletes out there. And I don't want to, you know, talk poorly of anyone, but people can read the newspapers and see it every day. And people get locked into the short term focus of, oh, my son's doing amazingly well. He's a pro athlete. He's making money. But well, if he's not a good person, he's going to find himself in jail <laughs> or, or, you know, bankrupt or, or what have you. So, we, we really encourage both aspects. We really want to make sure that people are getting the most out of their sport, but really after their sport, and let's just say you have an amazing long career, it still ends at 35, 40. Your life, you still have more than half your life left. Right. So we got to set people up for life too. So um, yeah, that's a great point. Yeah. And that's, you know, it's exactly why I'm passionate about uh, the stuff that uh, maybe, or that we will be. I'm excited. It will be coming oh, out yeah. uh, soon. And we'll talk about that in another podcast, but um, all right, man. So I like to ask this question uh, to everybody and uh, I'm pretty sure that by now everyone knows the answer and I know the answer, but um, for people out there, is there any books that you can recommend, you know, that, that people just, you know, if someone wants some, you know, to maybe, you know, get a little uh, education on how to live their life a little differently or. You know. I, I know of none. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> um, you mean just for my own personal collection? Either. You, I, I, I would like, you know, you can obviously talk about your book. But, oh, oh uh, yeah. Um, you know, you know and, then, and then a, maybe a personal book that, you know, yeah. something that, you know, you like as far as. There uh, was. um yeah, there's, you know, it's been since I've gone through school and I've written uh, what I've written, I've, I've really found it hard to pick up bo a book. I'm not going to lie to you, yeah. but uh, uh, the ones that have made, there's been a couple and there's one that's by Neil Donald Walsh, I believe, and it's Conversations with God, actually. It's not necessarily a religious book, but it really had a great take on putting just yeah, understanding your connection with the universe, who you are. I've truly valued the concepts in that. I thought that was a really well-written book, um, non-denominational. It might sound like it is, uh, but it's not, and it could be for anyone. So I think that was a really good book. Um, 
And there was one just recently. Um, and I'm trying to fight for yeah, putting no, on the spot there. Don't worry. Like, yeah, no, I, because I, I wanted you to promote your book. <laughs> so, <laughs> no, you know what? Um, Honestly, uh, yeah, I think um, people want to pick up the book. Pick up the book. Great. Uh, where can they get it? You know what? You can get you can get it at Amazon. Um, yeah. And we actually um, are probably going to re uh, do a new edition, so republish it soon. So you can get it on Amazon. It's um, uh, yeah, it's available there online. We also usually try to buy a bulk and and just you know give it to our clients and. Um, but yeah, Amazon's the best place to get it right now, okay, but yeah. there might be a, a change in that down the road. Right. Um, but yeah, no, I was, you had, you had me there. I'm thinking, I know, what? but I did I, no, but I was reading something and I was thinking, what was it? Anyway, yeah. you'll edit this part, right? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, and how do, how do people get a hold of you? What's, uh, what's your best? Uh, I know you got a bunch of social media out there now, yeah. and, you know, um, websites looking awesome and. Yeah. yeah, that's I'll give uh, Regina and Phil credit for that. They've done a, a remarkable job of keeping that uh, current and and moving that forward. And uh, that's awesome. Um, the best way to get a hold of me is probably through the website. Uh, there's a submission button there and uh, people can always reach out that way. No matter where they are in the world, that sucks. I know you have one or two, three million listeners, right? So that's they're right, probably worldwide. Least, probably. Um, so that's great. And I Minimum. want them to know. I don't want to exclude them. So, <laughs> um, uh, but you can also, there's my contact information as well there. And I have no problem with people contacting me by phone and just, yeah, reach out. Oh, we're pretty easygoing, approachable. There's no, um, yeah, uh, you know, hierarchy. We don't want to take it like that. We want people to feel comfortable here. That's why we yeah. use the term clients, not patients. And it's a really much a team approach. And remember when you come in, I work for you, not the other way around. So, um, by all means, if you've got questions, uh, even if you want to go on our website and look at that, uh, discovery session, uh, video, but feel free, there's a password attached to it. Um, so just, you know, reach out for the password get a sense for what we do. And yeah, we'd be excited to hear from anybody at any time. Right. And I'll put the website up on my social media too. But what, uh, just for the people that don't know, what's the website? Website is uh, www.point8td.com. It's P-O-I-N-T, the number eight, uh, T's and Tom, D's and Daryl.com. So point8td.com. Right on, man. And, and you guys have a great, uh, I'll just add to that. You got a great uh, Instagram uh, Facebook, you know, Facebook is really active too. And, awesome. uh, that's all them. I, Twitter, thank you. Yeah. I didn't know that. <laughs> yeah, no, no, it's all good, man. And, and also I'll just say too, that people, um, can reach you through me if, if it's more comfortable that way I can, Absolutely. you know, I, I talk openly about my experience and what I've, what I've gone through and how it's helped me. And if I can help, uh, you know, anyone else by, just telling them that, you know, this is the place where you can really get some help. Um, contact me as well. So, oh, yeah. And even just ask questions. It doesn't have to be a commitment to the program. I just want people, I mean, to jump on that uh, Bell Let's Talk campaign. Let's talk. But yeah. uh, we have the ability to take it further. So um, we're excited about that. And uh, just ask questions. If you're struggling, we can help, right? So I wish everybody well out there. And uh, if there's anything we can do to support you, just let us know. Cool. So I'll just end it uh, by also just saying that uh, we're working on another project together, which will be, we're going to call it uh, Mental Strength Mondays. Uh, we're going to break down Stephen's book, The New Game Plan. Uh, we're going to kind of do it chapter by chapter, and we're going to make it really relatable to current events in sports and how it can really be, um, you know, how this book is actually practical practical use for you and yeah we'll just break it down chapter by chapter so this will hopefully we're just going to do uh 30 minute episodes roughly depending on you know how much time we have or how much time we feel like we need to uh use for that but i'm super excited about it because uh yeah we have you know a, a chemistry definitely once we start talking and you're the professional and, you know, I have the experience of going through some stuff and recovering from what I, 
what happened to me and healing and now, you know, living the life that I want and uh, having a new outlook on life and all those things. So Well, plus uh, you being a professional level caliber athlete, right? And what the trials and tribulations of that. So don't sell yourself short. I agree. You are the expert, man. (laughs) All right, man. So there you have it. We can uh, we can go have a break now and let's go uh, get some lunch and get out of this office. That's, it. uh, it's about a hundred and fifty oh degrees Fahrenheit in here. Heat here. But uh, anyways, thank you, man. I'm thank so you. I'm so grateful. I'm grateful to be here and I'm grateful for everything that you do or that you that you do that you did for me, my family, and and the stuff you're doing for for everyone else. So well, let me just I'm say, so grateful, man. Let me just say that you're a beacon of light for a lot of people out there, Brad, given what you've done, what you're doing. You're an amazing individual and I'm honored to be on this podcast. So thank you. All right, let's do it. Awesome. Ready? Break. All right. So there you have it. I, I, I don't, I don't know where that came from. The, uh, the ready break, but it comes back from my old football days, I guess, when uh, you're in the huddle of the, on the field, and uh, you you say the play, and whether whatever it is, punt on center's time, ready, break, and everybody breaks up and goes and does their thing, and I just, it just kind of happened. Anyways, maybe that'll be the ending of the show. You just never know. Well, maybe we'll just keep using it, just something different. I just really like to thank Stephen for being part of this podcast and his conversation. It's so meaningful to me and hopefully that came across and in the conversation and his passion for what he's doing and what he's helping people achieve in their lives and his philosophies are different than anything that's out there. So if you're looking for something new and, and traditional stuff isn't working for you and you'd like to just, you know, work on a few things in your life and just just try to be a better human. Then, then this is the program for you. Mental strength training. Uh, I can't say enough about it. It, it literally saved my life. We're going to continue the conversation with Steven. We're going to be working on a different podcast. It's going to be called mental strength Mondays. And we're just going to, we're going to look at current events in sports and see how they relate to life and see psychologically why things happen the way they do in sports so why does this team with all the best players why are they not winning why is a team that's been thrown together like the las vegas knights why are they winning you know psychologically what is happening there and yeah just a whole bunch of different views we're going to hopefully have some some guests on there as well some professional athletes maybe guys who have experienced a few things they can come and give us their experience i'm super excited about it I thank you so much for listening. I'm so grateful for that. I'm so grateful for having this opportunity to do something that I am just truly loving in my life right now. I'm super happy. I hope you are too. Thanks for listening. Stay tuned for more. I'm hoping to be on iTunes maybe this week. So that would be awesome. So please check that out. Uh, Leave me a comment. Listen to the podcast, share the podcast, like the podcast. And I know we're going to be doing something huge here. So please stick with it. These are getting better every time. And love you guys. Thanks for listening. And I'll try this one more time. Ready? Break.